Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello, mission friends. Thank you for joining us again. In this episode, we will have two stories from Arnold Hooker, a field worker in Nepal. The first story is called No Prayer Too Small, and the second one is called Fun in the Field. Oh, that sounds like fun. I wonder what's happening. Well, to find out, listen to our second story. But first, join us as Arnold Hooker, a field worker in Nepal, helps God answer the prayers of a young missionary settling into her new mission home. Hi, my name's Arnold Hooker with Adventist Frontier Missions. My wife Diane and I recently got to go with a young lady to Nepal and uh, settle her in there to help her with her time, to start her time there. It was very enjoyable. We, we helped her to find a motorcycle, a place to live. But there was one thing that she really wanted, and that was a cat. In, in Nepal, they don't think of cats as we do in the Western world. They're pets for us, and they, they, we put them on our laps and stuff. But a lot of them are uh, kind of superstitious about cats, and they either they like them or they don't like them. And a lot, many, many people don't like cats. So uh, she had wanted a kitten to have for company um, as she served there in Nepal. And so I spent a few hours going up and down streets without the Nepali language, trying to find young people that would speak English and ask them if they knew anyone who had a kitten. Couple people said, "Oh, I know someone who has a kitten," and and I gave them my phone number, but they never called me back. Every day when I left the the hotel to go pick up water for drinking, I w- I would go to the right uh, of the hotel because there was a, a little store there that sold water, and it wasn't so far to carry the water back. But as I left the hotel that day, it distinctly rang in my ear. I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or what, but it said, "Go to the left today," and I thought, "Oh, it's so far to the water." You know how you argue with your conscience or or the Holy Spirit. I walked to the left that day and I came to the very first shop and I looked in and there was a big, nice, beautiful, soft, furry female cat. And I pet her. I had never felt such soft fur. It was almost like rabbit fur. It was just so soft and she was a silky cat that looked kind of like a tiger in some ways, a dark tiger, and just a beautiful, calm cat that loved her ears scratched and her and pet, and she just enjoyed being cuddled, and a very nice cat. And I told the lady, this is a very nice cat. I would love to have a kitten. She spoke just a little English. I thought she had dropped something. She went down behind the counter where I couldn't see her, and I was petting the cat. I thought, oh, this would be such a nice cat to have a kitten from. She brought three little kittens up, two females and I believe one male, and they looked just like mommy, and they were beautiful little kittens, and I got so excited. I said, would you like to sell one of these? And she said, Yes, I will sell one for 500 rupees, about three U.S. dollars. We were so excited. I went quickly back 
and I told the, the missionary that I had found a kitten and told Diane that I had found a kitten and let's go, you know, make the arrangements to keep it. And so they went back and um, the lady was willing to keep it for another week because the kitten was not completely weaned. It was a little, little kitten still nursing. And uh, the lady agreed. She paid her the money. She picked up the cat about five days later when she had we had found her a little apartment to live in and she moved into her apartment in Kathmandu. She had that little kitten to keep her company and it's uh, by now grown to a full-sized adult cat and she says the fur is just like her mother's uh, mother kitten's fur. And so God answers these little tiny prayers that we ask. He doesn't care how big or small our, our prayers are. We were having a difficult time finding a kitten, but he knew exactly the kitten that she needed, and she loves that kitten very, very, very much. The kitten's name was Sangeeta, and I think it means something like a melody or music, and so this little kitten now is part of the missionary's household, and and she enjoys it very much. I guess it started fetching things and it goes for a walk on a leash, and the people seem to really enjoy this kitten. And as they see the the woman there with her kitten on a leash, walking around with it, and it's getting used to being walked around and, and quite enjoys it. Again, God cares about even us to have a companion of an animal and will provide it in the mission field. He's done this for many missionaries, and uh, some have had dogs and, and cats and different things. My own uh, children had a, a gibbon ape and a rhesus monkey, make really good pets. And, and God knows that we, we need to have animals sometimes to just have something to take care of or to just sit on our lap and, and enjoy the calming of, of having an animal with you. I hope you've enjoyed this story. I I pray that you are praying for our missionaries around the world, and I'm thankful to be able to tell you little stories of how God even can find us a kitten in a city like Kathmandu, Nepal. Now, have you ever wondered if mission life is always hard and serious? Of course it isn't. Arnold introduced one of his favorite hobbies to the locals, and everyone had a lot of fun learning. The best part, Arnold was ministering at the same time. Here is his story. I want to tell you a story about having fun in the mission field. Many of you know that I like to water ski and have water skied in Papua New Guinea and some other countries. I even water skied behind a boat in Cambodia, but I want to tell you a story about water skiing behind a truck in a couple of places in Cambodia. In the village where we lived, there was about a 30-foot by 4-foot deep, they call it rice field runoff. And the rice field runoff is so when it rains, uh, that catches all the rainwater and doesn't flood too much and then allows them to take the water back out of that ditch and put it during the dry season onto the rice field again. So we were using the this little um, place as a place to water ski, what we did is we put a a metal boom that would swing from left to right on a little Hilux Toyota pickup. And we had a ski rope and some skis and we had a lot of fun. 
the the rice runoff field ran for about a kilometer or or maybe just a little more 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 like a mile down the road and uh, the road was just above the rice field and it worked out just fine so i taught young people to water ski in a, in this rice runoff field the only one couple problems of uh, the water buffalo well, would get in there and they would stay cool uh, underneath the water and sometimes you didn't know they were there until they were frightened as you came skiing along and popped up so you'd have to ski around a water buffalo or something like that and it just made for obstacles one day the chief of the village came and said you must teach me how to uh, water ski the children are learning i can learn and i said okay i said hold on very tight and put your knees in the right position and keep your feet apart Every time he would pull over the boat, the truck would pull him over over the top of the skis, and he would go underwater and finally let go, and then they'd back up and we'd try it again. We tried several times. I told him he had to hold on longer, and he thought he had to hold on even when he was underwater, and the skis got pulled off of him, and he came up gasping for air. Finally, he let go. But we just couldn't get the chief of the village to, to learn how to water ski. Found out later that he had been using rice wine that day, and that's probably why he couldn't learn to water ski. But also other people learned to water ski uh, with us. And, and if you've never been pulled behind a truck, it's, it's different than a boat. It pulls you very strongly and very quickly. One day I was teaching the young people all day, and we had gotten several young people to learn to water ski that have never even lived near a lake. Never even would have been able to learn how to water ski, but they all enjoy it very much. My back started itching that day as we were in, in water, and I finally couldn't take it any longer. I couldn't. I was trying to scratch my back through the life vest that I had on because I was helping people to uh, water ski, and I was, I was keeping my own vest on just to be able to be buoyant there and help them. And I finally took my vest off, and wouldn't you know it, a small, uh, they call them chelungs there, a small leech had hooked onto my spine area underneath the, the life vest and had swollen to about seven inches long. They're only about three inches long and very thin, but it had swollen very, very large. And I pulled him off carefully and threw him in the back of the truck. <laughs> I wanted him to sun himself for a while. But anyway, they're, they're, it's always different to, to be in different water and stuff. And, and we found out right away that there was leeches in there. So you don't want to be in there a long period of time. You want to get your skis on and ski. And, <laughs> and when you fall, you get out of there again. But oftentimes the leeches are hooked to the water buffalo as the water buffalo come down out of the field. And then they get into the water. Many of the student missionaries would come to my house because we water skied on the canal on Sundays. Uh, mostly we would take a little time out and go have some fun doing this exercise. Recently, I got two letters back from missionaries or student missionaries that said that they had come to my project to visit and were able to water ski. I didn't even remember one of them. But, you know, mission work is all not all 
hard work. Sometimes you we, you find things to do that are interesting or fun to do, and God gives you a sense of uh, you know exercise and and just being able to cool off in that cold m- murky water from the rice fields. The excitement to do something that you don't do every day. Um, we had a lot of fun. Many of those people that learned how to water ski also became Seventh-day Adventist Christians because sometimes us Christians were thought of as in some countries as being kind of stoic or something like that. But to be a Christian is to have fun in Jesus Christ. And we also taught them that uh, about God and about the Bible and who made the water buffalo and the sky and everything. And Jesus did. And and people start seeing you as kind and and fun loving and so you may have a hobby that you like to do i remember one student missionary came and his hobby was computers and he was able to teach the religious ministry how to use their computer and it endured us to them and when we needed a legal permission they were happy to give it because we had helped them with their computers so anything you can do whether it's water skiing or musical talents use them for the lord wherever you are, and especially in the mission field. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you in the mission field. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. Make me a servant, humble and To view our current mission opportunities, Point your browser to afmonline.org and select Serve from the top tab. Then click on Opportunities. To support our frontline missionaries, click Give from the top tab. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast from your favorite podcast provider. Join us again next time. God bless.